Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon and welcome to our Facebook Live Sermon Discussion. I am Michelle Lichty. And I am here today with Rob Iman. Hello, everyone. Oh, my goodness. Um, I am so sorry. This is repeating. Okay, sorry. Oh, my gosh. I could hear what I just said on Facebook. It was li- It was repeating. Anyway, in my ears. <laughs> I'm well, like, I a, can't focus. It's a spiritual discipline, Michelle, to learn how to keep talking, even though it's being repeated in your ears, uh, three seconds delay. <laughs> right. Spiritual discipline, indeed. I mean, it just, <laughs> it, it brings me back to my news producing days when I would be yelling at anchors in their ears as they're reading the news. <laughs> like, wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> I'm sure they're kind of like, wait, what? I don't. Yeah, that is a special gift. To be able That's to keep talking gift, when yeah. something else is going on in your ears. I don't have that gift. Obviously, neither do I, since I totally interrupted our whole sermon discussion going, ah, what's happening? Okay, so let's focus again. We're discussing the sermon, <laughs> uh, which was titled Worship Freely from John chapter 4, verses 21 through 24. Yes. And... uh I loved your illustration, Rob, mm. with the Rubik's cube. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like, "Where's he going with this?" <laughs> I was hoping it was going to work. <laughs> it did work. It did okay. work. Yes, and I find myself thinking, "Oh, am I out of? Are my colors in alignment? Or are they out of alignment?" I've thought that several times this week already. Mm. Um, it's just, it's just a, such a helpful visual. Um, to think about when we're talking about um, about worshiping, and uh, yeah, and it and it wasn't. It's not an obvious illustration, and yet uh, I think it was impactful. No, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, it's uh, it's something I think about it. I mean, somewhat quite regularly because. You know, I once knew how to solve that crazy thing and the colors just jump all over the place, but then all of a sudden, bam, they're aligned. And, mm-hmm. you know, how do they get there? Well, it's a circuitous route to get there, but then it gets there. And I was just mulling on how the Holy Spirit does that for us, you know, and how we might totally ignore him. But we, if we watch what he's doing, if we connect and align ourselves with what he's doing, some really cool things can happen. Right. Right. Um. So John chapter four, as we were chatting before we went live, you, you mentioned, you know, it's just super easy in this chapter to get involved with the animosity between the Jews and the Samaritans and to talk about the differences between them and, and why they were so upset with each other. And, and the fact that, you know, Jesus is uh, breaking all these social norms, talking to this woman at the well easy to focus on that but that's not the point of the sermon yeah yeah the point being i mean i, I mean I had that one line in there in how 
Um, I really appreciated how Jesus didn't get sidetracked into secondary mm. issues, but he stayed focused on the main thing. And I had a whole section of the sermon at one point in time um, uh, about how easy it is for us to get sidetracked on secondary issues about what's really most important in worship. Is it wearing masks or not wearing masks? Mm. Is it um, the vaccine or no vaccine? Is it certain restrictions or not? Is, you know, or no, this is what's more important. And it's really fascinating. Ed Stetzer was talking about this recently about how the church you know, nationally in particular, has, has re-sorted itself based on ideology instead of theology. Hmm. And, um, and it just seems like, you know, so, so Jesus didn't get set up on all those secondary issues, which we can still get caught up on even oh, today, right. you know? Right. So for me, it was, it, was, it was a temptation to go into secondary issues. And then I had to say, no, we're going to stay focused on this as best we can, primarily because I've got a 25-minute box and I just stay in my box. <laughs> stay in my box, man. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, and I love the, um, and I love that point, right? Like it is so easy to be distracted by everything else happening in our culture today or in our theological discussions or in our ideological discussions when the, when, and, and, and here we see the woman at the well, like basically trying to lead Jesus down that road. Yes. Right. Because she's like, all right, well, it sounds like you're a prophet. So who's right. You are, you are me, right. The Jews are the Samaritans. Who's right. And Jesus says, that's not the point. Mm -hmm. There's a bigger truth here. And I mean, we can say that about so many things, um, right. So many things like the, no, the, that's not the point. The point isn't who's right. The point is God is king. Right. And how um, am I surrendering to his kingship? How am I surrendering to what mm-hmm. he wants me to, to do in this moment and how he wants me to surrender to him? And um, there's so much there about how we can be unified in, uh, in our surrender to the Lord and even hold dif- a different, different opinions on where to worship. I mean, that's okay. Right. Yeah. And, and, I think, um, you know, and Jesus is saying here, right? He says, the, where we worship, it's how we worship. Where we worship is, is uh, it's important that we worship, but how we worship is more important than where we worship. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was struck by how this is something God has required from the very beginning. I mean, you go back to the first five books of the Old Testament, and it's very clear that he wants the heart to be engaged. But then we go to Isaiah, and we see, um, you know, that their lips praise me, but their hearts are far from me. And mm. I, I, I was challenged myself um, in this whole thing. When, when, I, when I came upon those words and just sat with them for a while, God is spirit, and those who worship him must must worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm like, okay, well, am I really doing that? And I can say so many times I can be singing a song and I can be thinking about, for me, I mean, I'm thinking about, okay, uh, when this song is over, I need to stand up and pray. Or mm-hmm. I wonder if, if Daniel's got, you know, it's like, it, I, I'm like, I am not worshiping. I, I have to consciously enter into, and my guess is other people are doing the same thing, that they're speaking mm-hmm. with their mouth 
their 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 external their outward appearance is one of uh, of engagement with the Lord, but inwardly they're off getting lunch ready or they're doing something else on Monday morning and and the spirit and truth thing was just a challenge to me, Michelle and mm. and I, I remember I remember just just uh, just at that time saying yeah I want to do this um, I, I really want to practice worshiping in spirit and in truth more so yeah. Someone said, um, you know, Sunday morning in our community discussion group, which by the way, anyone who wants to join us is welcome to join us, come to the nine o'clock service. And then at 1030, we have a discussion about the sermon um, downstairs in the gathering place. Um, And someone said in that discussion on Sunday, you know, from the outside, there is no difference between worship and performance. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, wow, <laughs> throw me back. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've, I've been thinking about that since Sunday from the outside. Wow. There is no difference between worship and performance. You can't tell, but only God can tell. But God can tell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I can tell with the Holy Spirit's help, because sometimes I'm not even aware. Yeah, you know, it was one of my points, and this is something that just surprises me, that we can go decades and be totally oblivious to a way where one of our colors is out of alignment with what, what, the, the way God wants it to be. And then the Holy Spirit brings it to light. Mm. And so I might be oblivious to the fact that I'm really not worshiping in spirit and truth until he brings it. Oh, wow, I'm not, I, I need to be able to align that. And, and, and the Holy Spirit brings that to us at a time and a place in our lives where we're able to do something about it. Not that it's up to us to do it, but it's up to, up, up to us to surrender and allow him to do his work through mm-hmm. us. Um, and then the change comes. And, and quite honestly, even though it's decades worth of missing the point, if you will, God's still gracious. He's not upset. He's not going, man, why don't you get that? He's, he's, he knows when the time is going to be. And giving us the opportunity to be able to respond to him at that moment. And there's just such grace in that, such love in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, well, you know, I might, I, 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 God sees it and I might see it. And if I do see it, then I'm culpable. I'm responsible for doing something about that. Right, right. I, um, I'm going on retreat this week. And so I wrote the e-news today instead of tomorrow morning. And this, and I was thinking about your sermon and, and the statement that this person made. And I thought, you know, so it brought up all these questions in me, am I worshiping? Am I performing? You know, who am I thinking about when I'm singing? Who, what am I focused on as I go about my week? And then I thought, maybe I don't want to know. Right. Like there's that, oh, shoot. Now I know I have to do something about it or I have to surrender something that I want to hold on to or I have, you know, now that now I have to shoot, you know, like, oh, and um, and as I was processing that through, like, oh, I don't sometimes I just don't want to know. I just want to live in ignorance. I'm like, oh, but the Holy Spirit right? The Holy Spirit will give me the courage and the strength to face it and, and the willingness to surrender. 
Yeah, that's why it's so important for us to, to practice thinking rightly about God and thinking rightly about ourselves. Hmm. Um, when we get either of those two things out of alignment, if you will, uh, if we think about it, God or about ourselves in a way that's not scripturally accurate, we can come up with all kinds of conclusions that are erroneous. So realizing, I mean, Ignatius talked about this all the time, whenever you go into the, oh, shoot, now I got to do, you know, ah, man. Yeah, that's right. There's this sense of what ignorance is bliss. And, but God's going to meet me in this. He's going to meet me in grace. He's not going to meet me in vindictive anger or wrath. Not going to want to punish me in this. Christ took the punishment. So I'm thinking rightly about God now. And I'm thinking rightly about myself. And so I can enter into my, I can enter into whatever the changes he wants to bring in my life um, with a sense of expectation and yieldedness to go, oh, wow. Okay. And that takes practice, right? I mean, because my yeah. first my first response is, I don't want to know this because it requires something of me. <laughs> <laughs> you too? It's not just me? Oh, it's not just you. <laughs> I have to give up something that I want to hold on to because it feels good to be angry at that person. You know? mm. I let it go. You know, you can't seek revenge. Uh, and I'm responsible now that I know that. You know? Um, so, but when I think rightly about God, it helps me to think rightly about myself. I'm a beloved child and God is a loving father who's going to chase after me, who's going to run and greet me when I come to him, no matter mm -hmm. what I've done to him, no matter how long it's been, uh, mm -hmm. the prodigal son thing. So uh, yeah, I'm good for you. You got a retreat coming up. Fantastic. May the Lord meet you in that. Thank you. Yes. I, um, one of the things about your sermon that, struck home to me was um this again identifying attention or uh, um a two things true at the same time um situation you know where jesus says you must worship in spirit and in truth mm. and um and towards the end of your sermon you said well we need to have both because if we worship only in spirit then we can go off in any direction that <laughs> that feels good to us or that seems right to us. Um, and if we worship only in truth, then we become legalistic and there's only one right way. And, and God only meets us in this way. Um, so we need to have both spirit and truth. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's well put good memory. Um, by the way, I saw you there taking notes. I thought, then when I saw you taking notes, I thought, oh yeah, Facebook Live this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what can go on the head, you know, as you're thinking. Even um, as yeah. you're preaching. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that amazing how, how, I mean, throughout the scripture, there's this tension that is constantly there in the Christian faith. You know, how can Jesus be fully God and fully human? Well, he is, and that's a tension, you know, fully God without anything being diluted fully human without anything being elevated. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's a beautiful tension. How do we, how do we worship in spirit and in truth? Well, there's a tension because truth is taken away from spirit. Is it? No, it's not. Spirit is taken away from truth. Is it? No, it's not. You know, there's this beautiful um, guidance that takes place, you know, that spirit enlivens and the truth guides. And those two come together to provide an opportunity for us to experience the Lord and his communion. What, what is, what is that phrase that Brentley brought out? Uh, it's, it's taking all of who I am to all of who God is and allowing that communion to make the difference in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a beautiful way of putting it. 
-hmm. but it requires that tension. It requires us to not just go off in one side or the other. I like truth. I like words. I like, I like to put things in a box. Mm -hmm. There's like greater freedom. Well, we got to have both. Right. We do. Yes, exactly. And, um, we had a lot of discussion on Sunday morning about authenticity. Oh, wow. Yeah. And That's about, yeah, that is a buzzword. Um, you know, and, and it came up in both worshiping in spirit because you were talking about, um, you know, that's where, when we talk, when you were talking about worshiping in spirit, that's where you brought back the Rubik's cube and saying, um, you know, our thoughts and our feelings are connected and, and, you know, a, a thought can lead to a feeling, a feeling can lead to a thought. And then we also have our will. And when they're all out of alignment from the Holy spirit, then we're not worshiping in spirit, but then also on the other side with truth, you know, we, you talked about worshiping in truth, obviously it's based in scripture, but also being truthful about who we are and about ourselves. So there was this like huge discussion about, is it possible? <laughs> is it possible to be authentic as we worship? Yeah. I, I, I think that did I put it somewhere in there or was it just in the editing room floor at one point in time? Um, you know, without Jesus, it's not possible. Let's just put it right there. Mm. And until Christ returns, it's not going to happen perfectly. Um, there's constantly, I mean, our, our Rubik cube is going to be messed up until Christ returns. And that's when Philippians 1, 6, when the work is completed and uh, we, we, we are given our glorified bodies and we return back to the original intent that the creator had for us at the very start. Mm. So until that time comes, no, it's not going to happen uh, authentically, fully, completely, 100%. But I think that, you know, when you think about, um, you know, the, the trajectory of Christian life, you know, which way are you heading? Well, mm. you know, you know, you're doing this, that's fine. But the <laughs> idea is you're, you're going up, it's up and to the right, even though sometimes <laughs> there are down moments, you know, uh, ultimately we're heading in the proper direction of becoming more like Christ being conformed to his image. Um, but we're never going to do it perfectly until such time as we see him face to face and our faith becomes our eyes. Um, so yeah, it's a great discussion and, and, and really, uh, every servant is going to stand before the master at some point in time, give an account for how we did what we did mm -hmm. and we'll be able to stand and some will be saved, but as through fire, as Paul says in first Corinthians three, um, but we will all stand before him. And, uh, our task at this point is to, um, cooperate with the Holy Spirit's movement as best we possibly can and not deny him. Hmm. So it's not going to happen perfectly, but it, right. it's going to happen. We're going to be growing in that. And I hope that yeah. I'm doing it better now than I was 10 years ago. And that I'm not doing it as well as I will 10 years from now. Oh yeah, exactly. And that's basically the conclusion we came to that, um, that the presence of Jesus makes it possible to worship in spirit and in truth. <laughs> which, <laughs> to which quote directly from someone's sermon. Yeah, which, which is why Jesus said, that's so powerful, isn't it? A time is coming and it is now here. Whoa. I mean, if a prophet were to say a time is coming, you say, yeah, yeah, you always say that. It's here now? It is? Mm -hmm. Oh, 
wow, that is a totally different thing. And what's the difference? Jesus, he was here. Hmm. Uh, and he is here today and by his spirit. So um, yeah, that, that's exciting stuff right there. And, and again, it comes down to believing it, saying, I trust, I trust this is true. I'm going to fix my eyes not on what is seen, but what's unseen. What's, un- what's seen is temporary. All this stuff hmm. is just temporary. It's what's unseen, God's promises, um, God's, God's truth. That's what's eternal. You know, heaven and earth are going to pass away, but the word of God is going to abide forever. So hold on to these things, even though it seems like, you know, things aren't looking all that great, but it's true. God's still in charge. He is. Yes. And I can still worship him in spirit and in truth. Yes. Even, 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 in, even in jail cells, even without enough money, even with hyperinflation, even in stagnation even when things aren't working out the way I want them to, I can still go and worship him in spirit and in truth because it doesn't matter what my circumstances are. It doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter what rituals I'm using at the time. It's what's going on in my heart. It's expressing it to the Lord in a way that reflects the scriptures and how God's revealed himself. Hmm. That is a good word. Well. It's it's a challenging one to me, and I and it's and a challenging one. It's very yeah. true. It's a very it is a challenging one. Yeah, and and I think it's it it also comes down to a choice, right? To bring the will back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I may feel like my world is falling apart. Yes, and. I can choose to focus on the truth of scripture and ask the Holy spirit for to, you know, like, like the, like the, um, Oh shoot. The, the, the Gentile, I forget if he was a Roman centurion or what, but who said, God, Lord, I believe help my unbelief. The father father at the bottom of the the base of the month of transfiguration. Yeah. Right. I believe, help my unbelief. Yeah. Help my unbelief and ask, ask the Holy Spirit. I believe, I don't feel it, but I believe it. Help my unbelief. Yes. Yeah. And just, just two things in my head here before we get too far away from what, what I just said. I want to be careful that people don't, um, don't hear what I'm not saying. Hmm. Because I, I really embrace and appreciate ritual. I really embrace and appreciate holy space. I have gone to monasteries. I have in, engaged in those rituals. I really uh, embrace and appreciate things like Eastern Orthodoxy. I mean, whoa, hmm. when you've got these rituals that are steeped in tradition and so deep, and when you meditate on them, when you think about what they mean, it really impacts. And so rote prayers and other things, there is a very viable and real and beneficial place in the world for those things. It's when they take the priority that we get a little bit cockeyed and, and, and mm. twisted somewhat. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure that I, that I say that, that the freedom, well, you can be totally free. You can worship in God's spirit and truth and be totally worshiping freely in the midst of all kinds of ritual. Um, it's what's going on in the soul that matters. And that's, that's the point I want to make. And the other thing that I wanted to say is just what we were saying just now, Michelle, that um, uh, I, I just, I, I, I find this profound. I mean, the scripture in John chapter four begins with, they had to go through Samaria. And there's a lot mm. of talk about why did they have to go through Samaria? 
you know, it's not because they were rushing to get somewhere. He wasn't catching a plane. It was the shortest route. You know, I, I have a hunch that the reason they had to go through Samaria was the father was saying, there's a woman at a well that you need to meet. And, yeah. um, and so Jesus went out of his way to change his plans to go through, to go to a land that was not a welcoming land. Uh, as a Jew there, he would have been, I mean, all kinds of possibilities could have happened. There was even, there were even attacks that took place. There are, there are uh, extra biblical stories, not meaning there were, you know, these are historical facts that don't show up in the Bible mm-hmm. about Samaritans attacking Jews and how Jews retaliated with other attacks and how the Romans then came in and attacked the Jews for attacking the Samaritans who attacked the Jews, you know? Um, it just, it was horrible. Yeah. But, so Jesus, yeah. but, but Jesus took time in his schedule to go to a place that no one of his ilk would normally want to go, you know, when, mm. he, when he think he would want to go, to talk to someone that nobody else wanted to be with in that village because she was coming out in the midday instead of in the morning and the evening with others. She was coming out alone. Uh, and I just take great comfort in that, that oh, yeah. no matter where we are, uh, in our walk with Christ, no matter where we are in our understanding of worship, no matter where we are in our practice of worship, Jesus meets us where we are. He goes out of his way to meet us where we are, to accept us as we are, and then to help us take the next step, whatever the next step might be. It might be this minuscule step, but that's a beautiful thing. Mm. Um, so I just, I just wanted to bring that up too, because that, that was such an encouragement to me as I was going through that text. That is so encouraging. And I love the way that Jesus interacts with the woman at the well. I just, you know, it's just so kind mm-hmm. and gentle. And, um, and so when I sometimes, you know, when I think, oh man, I just totally messed up and oh my gosh, God is going to be so angry with me. Yeah. <laughs> I just always think of, okay, but how did he interact with the woman at the well? How did he interact with Martha? How did he interact with Mary? You know, how did he interact with Peter? You know, you know with, with all of his disciples, you know, how did he interact with, with the humans he lived with here on earth? And, and that just, that brings a lot of comfort. Beautiful. Well said. Thank you. So, all right. Well, I think we need to end. I think think we could talk for a long time, but we should stop. Um, So thank you, Rob, for being with me today for discussing this sermon. Well, thank you for Michelle for hosting this again. You're so faithful in this. And uh, I know that it's a, it's a blessing to me to be able to review these things again to my own soul. And I trust it's a blessing to others to be able to listen in. And so thanks for doing this. Thanks for making this available to others. Oh, Yeah. I, it's it's the highlight of my week. I tell people that all the time, and I'm like, oh, I, I love it. I'm like, if we could squeeze it in any way possible, I, I'm going to do it. Even before so, a retreat, we're going to squeeze it in. Even before a retreat, exactly. So, <laughs> right. well, thank you so much, Rob, and thank you to our audience who joined us, maybe live on Facebook or later on our blog or on our podcast. We are grateful for the few minutes of your time joining us today. Yes. All right, have a great day. God bless. Take care.